Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for newbies. Wait, I fucked our own intro up. Two fanatics. Woo! Yeah, that. And this is uh, not a spoiler-free podcast, <laughs> so if you haven't seen the movie, please pause. Pause, go watch it, come back. That part I remember. Yes, yes, watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is fantastic, Fuck and it's on yes. Netflix right now. I think it's on Amazon Prime, too. Okay, so this is your last chance. Three, two, one. Okay, spoiler zone. (laughs) Okay, so I've never seen this movie before. This was my first time watching it. This movie was so stupid. I loved it. It was like stupid in that good way. You know, like when you're hanging out with with friends and they say something stupid, but it's like adorable and you just can't stop laughing. That's what this Mm. movie was. I I felt like this was... uh, a horror movie made in the style or trying to emulate Edgar Wright, like taking a mo- like a like a, a well known trope or mo- or a series of tropes and turning on its head and trying to make something new out of it. Um, and we Edgar Wright, we've he's done wonders for that for the zombie genre in particular, um, with Shot of the Dead, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was this comedy horror uh, commentary on these vast tropes of, like, psycho killer hillbilly redneck movies. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, there's so many of them. Uh, Like Wrong Turn, Hills Have Eyes, Deliverance. Victor Crowley. Victor Crowley. Um, So there's there's a ton of tropes and or even if you haven't seen any of those movies like the tropes are prevalent enough or or lampooned enough in pop culture and mainstream media that you can already intimate like all these tropes but what i loved about it or what i loved about this film it just it just completely turned on its head uh, subverted your expectations and then just made these really real everyday type of people into the heroes of the story the so-called like monster or killer or antagonistic force that was part of the movie it was more esoteric it was more like it was just an abstract concept it's just like oh it's fear it's prejudice it's preconceived uh, incorrect preconceived notions that's like the real monster that drove all all of the conflict and i really enjoyed it and it, it did it in a really entertaining entertaining way i love the main actors i mean i i alan tudyk is one of my all-time favorite actors uh, i haven't seen anything with dale who played Ty- or i'm sorry tyler labine who played dale but they were both very charismatic i love the chemistry um so yeah i i love this film it was very it was very silly but very fun it was just so dumb i loved it We've had a doozy of a day. I just like, I, I was so, I sat there and I watched it with Tom, someone who doesn't like horror movies. This was actually how we spent our Valentine's Day. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. We, he he made dinner and then we watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's very good. I'm very jelly. <laughs> but there was just something so like, I know Tremors, I know I've said this on the show before, Tremors is like the most wholesome horror movie I think I've ever encountered. But this takes a close second because of the relationship that Tucker and Dale have. And it again, it was just like, it was so, I could not stop laughing. It was just so dumb and I loved it. 
Like, I'll watch this forever. But it's, like, not dumb in a bad way. Like, I don't mean something that's, like, so stupid it's bad or, like, unwatchable. It was just, like, a fun kind of dumb. Yeah, it was It was very down to earth. Like a corgi. It was very earnest. <laughs> it, exactly. This this is the corgi of, of horror. <laughs> oh, my God. This That explains exactly why I love this movie so much. You, you really need to get a corgi. <laughs> I know. I need 20 of them. I need 20 corgis. I need more corgis than the queen. That's, that's how many corgis I All need. All her corgis died. No! <laughs> I'm so sad now. Sorry. <laughs> that is a true horror. <laughs> a true horror. It's always corgos are in, are in dog heaven, and I can't pet them and hug them. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, like, the, main, the, the basic plot premise, Tucko and Dara are... Two best friends. Uh, they're hillbillies that live in the West Virginia area. Uh, and they spent all their money on a fixer-upper home. Or a vacation home, which is a literal cabin in the woods. At the same time, uh, a group of clueless college students are camping in the same woods. Uh, and <laughs> clueless through... and judgmental. Yes, exactly. Um, and through a series of misunderstandings this was like an ultimate encapsulation of dramatic irony where we we had to, we as the audience know like the tucker and dale are like really uh good nature down-to-earth guys but through prejudices and uh, misunderstandings and just bad timing uh or just sheer bad luck the college students are increasingly afraid um of these two and they they create their own demise through schlocky and horrific but ultimately funny ways yeah that it just descends into this weird surreal roller coaster ride of gore and laughter um especially how the real villain ends up being like the alpha male of the college crew it was great i loved it um and i just again it just really plays on your expect or on your expectations or it just plays around the conventions in the end this was a fantastic character driven stories like even though this movie is kind of short i would say it was like it's only like an hour and 20 minutes um at the end i really really felt attached and connected to the characters especially tucker and dale um and i think that's just a mark of good acting a good casting and really good writing I just thought that the idea for all of this, they take every quintessential horror movie trope that exists and they turned it into a parody of itself, but not in a bad way. And in a way that I think, like, you watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil and you know you've seen these characters in every single horror movie you've watched. They made fun of it in Cabin in the Woods, but this is something different. It's sort of like... If Texas Chainsaw Massacre were from Leatherface's perspective, but a comedy, and it's and it's fantastic, and the kills were so the kills were on par with like a non comedy horror movie. They were so good, which I think just adds to the quality of this movie. I do think it has aged really well. When I looked up when this came out, I was very surprised. It's like twenty ten. Yeah, it, this movie is almost a decade old. This film is shot beautifully, but at the same time, the it's shot in a way where it f- kind of feels like a B-rated, low-budget film. 
but at the same time it's not and um and i found that obviously like evil dead is a is a huge reference or a huge um influence on this film so i found like a lot of, what i found interesting uh, a lot of the kills while they were the practical effects were really great it was still shot or presented in the way where it was like schlocky and slapstick uh like for one example like the, the first major kill the kid running uh side by side tucker while he was being attacked by bees with a chainsaw and he runs straight to the branch oh and gets it impales himself um and it's 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 both silly and gruesome and it's and it, it's there's there's like no sense of continuity like uh, the the shot before dale and Allie are playing a board game it's bright and sunny um uh, and then while running through the scene with the chainsaw and the bees and like the one of the college kids and Tucker running um the setting is all of a sudden like really dark and gloomy even though that doesn't make any sense uh but it it does because it it's being very self-referential being very tongue-in-cheek um and it's like this is awesome and it, the, those kills play both for laughter and horror like the other big kill scene that i loved was when the when the one of the guys charges Tucker while he's working on the witch trooper and he hurls himself inside and Tucker's just trying to help him out um but it, but the body gets stuck and it's just it's so beautiful I loved it it was just it's like that it's riding that line so perfectly so was the wood chipper kill your favorite one because it was definitely my favorite one the wood chipper one was pretty great well, I'm trying to remember some of the other kills. Uh, the, the kid who the kid accidentally with the shot stick? himself after yeah. Dale was like, "Don't forget, like, don't forget to turn on the safety or turn off the safety." The douchebag kid, I think he fell out the window, right? Oh, Chad, but he Chad lived uh, at the right at the beginning of the film where the news reporter and the the camera guy got attacked. If he, uh, they do a close up or on the killer at the last frame and it's chad but that's when his face got all two-faced and scarred and burnt up and so this movie takes or starts in meter res it starts like three days after the events of the rest of the film and um, oh my god i forgot about that film, yeah at the end of the film that, that that same reporter and cameraman they were doing the report or they were doing um the news coverage and they they said uh the assailant had lived and was considered missing so chad uh lived and now he's gone full Ch texas chainsaw massacre now he's just, now he's he became what he hated so much and he killed off the uh the reporters i don't know for what reason i mean chad was just low-key a, a sociopath the entire time the the boy was psychotic yeah he he was he was unwell. He was very unwell, and he just he made for such a great villain because it's just he just hated him so much. He was just so detestable even before he started killing people. Oh yeah, I couldn't wait for him to die. But here's the thing: is because you know he lives, you say, "Oh well, what happened to Tucker and Dale versus Evil 2? And it doesn't exist, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, this is a film where I'm completely okay 
it not having a sequel like like that's how i feel about Shaun of the dead which has a lot of parallels with this film like it's amazing um and yes we we would love to see these characters um get back together and play in that space in that world again but uh at the end there's there's not really that much conflict uh left or a lot of things are just wrapped up and um and we see Dale just go through this narrative growth, um, this emotional growth, this arc, and he's just this self-actualized person, and he's happy, and I was like, okay, that's it's it's a happy end, it's a happy ending to a horror film. I love that, and um, I really don't think I, I it's weird. I know, I know. Uh, in an interview a couple years ago, the director Eli Craig. They were talking about a sequel, apparently titled Tucker and Dale Go to Yale, uh, which they described as Goodwill Hunting meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I'm guessing Yale would be like the university that Allison goes to. And another idea they were playing around with was adapting or taking inspiration from from Dust Till Dawn. Ooh. Um, which was which that we that's great. That would be uh, okay. Now awesome that movie. I would watch. Um, and then later in uh, 2014, the the leading actors Tyler and Alan Tudyk, they said at the time a sequel was in development. But then two years later, the project was still in development hell because they re- their schedules didn't match up. Fat uh, fa- uh fast track to 2017. Uh, there was a script that was written, but it was not satisfying uh, i think at the moment like a sequel is dead in the water right now so and that's okay i don't necessarily know if this would succeed as a sequel especially since 10 years have gone by i don't know how how successful this kind of horror comedy would be at this point because think about think about the kind of movies that you have going on right now. Things like Midsummer and Hereditary, the things that run very deep into your psyche, the things that are really scaring people right now that are that kind of psychological and visceral. I don't know. I mean, sure, we could all do with a horror comedy, but I don't know if now is the right time for that maybe three years ago it could have been or four years ago it could have been maybe in four years it will be but right now i think we're in a specific decade of horror or year of horror where it's not it's not what people are looking for right now so i don't know if it would be successful yeah i'm really curious i i want to i'm trying i'm legit trying to think about what horror comedies came out like in the last five years and i really can't think of anything um i mean like shonda the day came out 2005 or four yeah uh, and then there was Tucker cabin in the woods in cabin in the woods came out in 2012 i mean i i feel like with the right director right team right uh the right uh screenwriters i mean they could pull it off but like you're you are correct like the current zeitgeist it's um it's all about like visceral horror or psychological thrillers um witches are crazy popular uh in the last couple years notwithstanding like sabrina 
American like some of the I think one of the recent more recent American horror stories. There's, there's like at least two other witch shows on that are really popular. Um, uh, actually, this is a cool fact. Like the um, there was like some report that I was reading the other day where the 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 amount of self identification or practicing of like witchcraft and erica has been increasing like uh, like significantly. You mean um, since Trump was in office? Because I read that article. <laughs> I did. Oh, also, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, why Wicca, Wiccanism, and paganism are on the rise since Trump was in office, and I was like, that. That is a lovely, lovely title to an article. I'm sorry. And you know I try not to bring up politics, but, like, I just read that article, like, two days ago. <laughs> uh, I think it was, I was reading a different article. It was not – maybe – it's probably tr- tied to Trump, but, like, the the one I was reading about was, like, a decline in Christianity in certain parts of the country. I read that one, too. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I remember being in middle school and – I mean, I don't want to say this, but when I was in middle school, everybody sort of went through that quote-unquote phase of being into Wicca and doing all of that. There are a select group of people where that truly stayed with them and became an everyday practice for them. And I can understand breaking away from the traditional concept of quote-unquote religion and flocking to something that is a little bit more malleable and lets you maintain your sense of self and your identity without being swallowed by organized religion. I have a feeling I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying that. It's just how I feel. <sighs> no, it's, no, it's perfectly valid. I'd say, like, if you want to practice, like, Wicca or you want to practice whatever faith, I mean, as long as it doesn't, like, harm people or harm yourself, go for it. You do you. I got no problem with that. Um, yeah, so back to, uh, Tucker and Dale. Like, again, I really don't need a sequel. Um, I would like to see these characters, or these actors, play in this, that, in that same space again. Because, like, they, their chemistry is just so amazing. So, I, I, I thought it was just like, oh, this is a nice, it's just wrapped up really nicely. It's a nice happy ending. I feel like this is one of those, uh, movies where... I just rewatch over and over and over. Like for me, like I watch movies, like I eat comfort food. Like, <laughs> I rewatch like the same movie, like The Thing or any Edgar Wright film. Or so I think this film will, will definitely be added to that list. And it's it's easily accessible. It's on Netflix right now, so I have no I have no excuse. Well, that film definitely earned that sort of place in my queue. Like I could put this on whenever. This could be my new like feel good movie. Um, I think that if we do get a Tucker and Dale versus evil, I kind of want it to be like Bubba Hotep where they're like old and in like the Mm. senior home (laughs) 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 or some shit. I don't know. But like that, that's, that's the kind of sequel I want. I want them to be much older. I mean, I mean, 10 years have passed, (laughs) but like much older, much older. Have you seen Bubba Hotep like ever? Uh, I haven't actually. Okay. I'm adding it to the list because <laughs> it's it's very. I want it to. Be, I want that. That's what I want. I want that old human vibe with Tucker and Dale. Oh, I sh- you know what? I should. I should have seen this film. It's Bruce Campbell. I love Bruce Campbell. Exactly. So that's the kind of vibe I'm looking for. I think if we're gonna do a Tucker and Dale versus Evil sequel, I want like really old Tucker and Dale doing this again. 
Like, go back to your summer home and, like, your two old hillbillies retired together or some shit. That's that's the kind of wholesome content I want. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And then, oh, and then, like, the main villain is Chad and he has a bunch of... He has like a no. He has a, a he starts a hillbilly killer family. He has a machete uh, tied to his walker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. What was your favorite favorite part or parts of of this film? Every single for once, it was. I don't have a favorite death. I think. I mean, I, I the the wood chipper one was probably the one that made me laugh the hardest. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those. Oh, and, then, and him trying to explain to the cop. Like, We've had a oh, these doozy kids of a day. Are trying to form a suicide pact. Exactly. And, and he and he he threw himself into the wood chipper. And then like, Alan Tudyk is just trying so hard to uh, just keep safe face, and like the cop was having none of it. It was it was very well acted. Honestly, it was it was just so good. And this is one of those rare movies where I love all the kills that exist in the movie we're watching. So I don't, I don't have a favorite. I just, I love all of them because they were all, I, I, the, the wood chipper one made me laugh the hardest. The wood chipper is a really great. Scene. But also I think what just takes the cake for this whole film is at the end when he goes to visit, when Dale goes to visit Tucker in the hospital, this part made me laugh the hardest. He was like, well, they saved my fingers. And he holds up his hand, but one of them is obviously the girl's hand. And he goes, I don't remember looking at it like that before. And I was, I lost my shit. There were just so many good moments in this. I can't. It was very good. Um, I I liked all the kills, uh, but my favorite was the wood chipper. And then a very close second, uh, the kid running into the branch. Um Oh, when the, um, then, when the wasp lands on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that it was going to go like a little bit body horror. Like the wasp would like, like st- lay a stinger in its eye. And its eye of would course pop out, you did. I was expecting, I was expecting that. Of but then like, of course it just, you did. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. This is my shock uh, face, Chris. <laughs> and then uh, the other things I really enjoy is not so much. A specific part. I love all these allusions and nods to other films. Like obviously the chainsaw scenes, straight out of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There was one other scene where I think Dale Dale is being chased or attacked by Chad, um, and then he falls into like a giant puddle or, or like giant pool of water, uh, and he cr- he starts crawling and he hides behind uh, a giant log. That's like straight at a predator. Um, and then the suit up scene at the end or in the third act while, or when Dale's suiting up to fight off Chad in the sawmill, that was both equal parts like Sam Raimi, Evil Dead, or I don't know, actually more like, I guess like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness where it has like these quick cuts to him like suiting up. Um, and you also see that type of visual language used a lot in Edgar Wright films. There is so, there's, look, if you were late to the party like us, don't be late anymore. Go watch it. I apologize to anybody who has told me to watch this movie and it's taken me 10 years to watch it. Chris, this this should be... Take notes. That's how long it's going to take for me to watch Mad Max. <laughs> uh, okay, I will... I will. Okay, so five years have passed. Oh, almost five years has passed. <laughs> I will still be around. I will still bother you for the next five years to watch Mad Max 
And 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 then by that time, the Mad Max Four, no Mad Max Five, I'm sorry, will be out, and then we'll have a movie marathon, and then you're gonna be like, oh my god, Chris, yes, we should have, I should have watched this five years ago, but it's okay, we're watching it now, and it's great. For context, Mad Max is one of Chris's favorite movies, and he has been trying to get me to see it since it came out in theaters, and I keep telling him it's not gonna happen. And then the worst is, is then I torture him and I go, wow, you're going to be really disappointed when I hate it. <laughs> no, it's impossible. It's impossible. That is, that is objectively false. You will love it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're going to love it. Okay. This all is, all this is to topic. say is if you haven't watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil, just do yourself a favor. Just go watch it. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie so much. I could not stop smiling. I could not stop laughing. And I think a lot of that has to do with just A plus everything all around between the acting and the writing and the, the plot conception and the directing, just everything. It is your cliche of a horror movie gone wrong in the best way possible. I agree. Yes, it's and it, it has so much charm. It has so much like the characters are just larger than life, but yet down to earth at the same time. They're like super relatable, and that's just what makes it so enjoyable. Um, and it, and it has like you know, it just has some really basic but um, you know profound truths. Like yeah, just you know, get to know a person before you judge them. Like not all people are bad, and you just, you gotta, yeah, just take a risk, uh, and it's like, yeah, these are, they're just small, commonsensical lessons, but it just does it in a really, um, heartwarming way, and it all ends well. I love this movie. This movie's great. It's so good. It's like, it's, again, like, wholesome content-wise, it's right up there with Tremors, although Tremors still has that permanent place in my heart, but this was just so funny, it was so good. I can't say enough good things about this one. I'm actually really excited. I know. I it's fantastic. This. The next movie we're watching won't be as wholesome. I can promise you that. Oh, really? No. Uh, no, it's not. Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not wholesome at all. Uh, it's going to be great. Oh, wait. Oh, I don't, okay. I just remember Ginger Snaps. You've never seen that before, have you? I haven't. Yes. Uh, I, know you, I know you reference it. A lot. I do. Uh, like, I really do. So this is again one of those situations <laughs> where I'm gonna be real nervous when you watch this because I love this movie so much. I mean, like, we're we're, we're for what? I I feel like the one movie that you really enjoy. Wait, there was one film we. Ah, oh guys, it's, it's been my brain. My brain is so tired right now. There was one film that you were so excited about for me to watch, and I felt like I didn't have as much of a positive reaction to it was it the poughkeepsie tapes yes it was the poughkeepsie tapes but i had never seen it before either that was just something that i had such build-up over that i thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of that you did not like (laughs) yeah (laughs) that one is a permanent has a permanent place on my list too that one i'll watch again in fact i think i have since since we've recorded that episode i've definitely watched it again (laughs) it's on amazon prime now of course after the episode was over of course. <laughs> Thanks, Amazon. It's okay. Makes my life easier. But all in all, Alan Tudyk is a hell of an actor. I, I wish Alan Tudyk 
did more horror movies. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he he does comedy, and this is a horror comedy movie. But I'm trying to, f- I'm trying to, s- I'm just going through my head. Like, I feel like this is like the most serious I've seen. Uh, Alan Tudyk, and this is not counting like voiceovers because he was um he was what's his name? Oh God, the the droid from Rogue One. Um, it, oh pretty... yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, it was very deadpan, but like at near the end of that movie, like it, he he became like oh, like it, it it just became a rush of serious feels when he sacrificed himself. He's mostly done uh, comedy films, and like he's great. I'm not, uh, but I would love to see him do like a straight up pure horror movie. And I'm trying to look through his filmography right now just to see if he hasn't done that already. Um. I mean, like Alan, Alan Tudyk's thing in Hollywood, he like he plays a lot of robots. He plays like Sonny and iRobot. He plays uh, the droid from Rogue One. Um, I think it was. Oh, he 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 voices a Transformer uh, in the second Transformer movie. He's uh, a chicken in Moana. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that is my favorite Alan Tudyk like b-roll behind the scenes moment i've ever seen in my life it's alan tudyk in a booth making a bunch of chicken noises and then he looks at the camera and goes i went to juilliard (laughs) (laughs) alan tudyk is a ray of fucking sunshine everybody (laughs) so good go watch Uh, sucker and dale versus evil get the hell out of here (laughs) uh yeah so should we should we wrap it up yeah yeah, just because it, when we, I think we said everything needs to be said. We we love this film. Yeah, <laughs> just like plain, plain and simple, clean to the point. We fucking love this movie. <laughs> Go watch Go it. watch it, and then come back and talk to us about it. On that note, thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left for Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook, and you can find us also on our website, leftfordread.com. And stay tuned for next week. Uh, we are reviewing Ginger Snaps, so one of ryan's all-time favorite films uh she is literally dancing right now this is it's very it's very adorable there's just so many things i love about that movie (laughs) yes so that's gonna be a very very special episode coming up so uh make sure you do your homework watch ginger snaps be ready to listen along as we review that for next week um yeah so enjoy and thank you so much for listening and don't forget, stay, stay dreadful. dreadful.